Uh, I'm delighted to welcome Stephen Biggins, the MD of uh, Core Lithium. Uh, Stephen, obviously, uh, battery metals. Uh, I think Nick just uh, actually mentioned uh, battery metals is a, is, is a hot space. Um, I've seen some pretty eye-catching graphs uh, in your deck uh, relating to supply and demand uh, fundamentals. Uh, so we'll just uh, hand over the controls uh, of the presentation to you now and look forward to hearing more about your Northern Territory operation and uh, supply into this uh, exciting market. Uh, thank you, Nick. Um, appreciate the opportunity to uh, introduce to the REACH network um, the uh, high-quality uh, lithium opportunity uh, that CORE Lithium represents. Um, highly leveraged to the upside in the, the lithium battery sector um, as uh, electric vehicle use and sales continues to grow. Um, and you only really need to look at, uh, at the, at the uh, Tesla share price to see where uh, global car markets are, are headed in the future. Um, core Lithium is, is well positioned at the front of the line globally of new lithium production. Uh, producing high-quality lithium uh, concentrate out of its Finnis Lithium project near Darwin in the Northern Territory. Uh, from an investment perspective, um, we can't predict what's going to happen in the future, but uh, over the last 12 months, CORE has been uh, one of the, the best-performing lithium stocks on the ASX um, over the last 12 months. Uh, and that, that reflects uh, investors and shareholders' uh, interest and recognition of, of the key, key milestones and achievements uh, we've been able to deliver on the project. And over the last few months, uh, they include uh, receipt of uh, full regulatory approval um, to, to commence construction and, and operation of the first lithium project in the Northern Territory near Darwin from the Northern Territory Government. Um, we've seen our share price uh, increase uh, 300% since, since that news along with signing up our first European offtake uh, with Swiss-based uh, Transamine for our high-quality lithium product. Uh, alongside that, um, based on the, the, the drilling that we uh, completed um, earlier, we announced uh, over a 50% increase to the, the resources of the project uh, and over 150% increases to the, um, to the reserves. Um, and we've, and we've since doubled the mine life of the project in, in recent weeks. So they've, they've contributed to, to that share price and, and uh, uh, company uh, evaluation upward. Um, and you know, we expect that momentum to continue forward um, as we continue to advance discussions with additional offtake partners and finance partners for the project. Um, so we're engaged with with a number of parties um, uh, up, up the lithium battery supply chain all the way through to car manufacturers, um, where, where uh, we'll be drilling and, and, and undertaking further resource and reserve growth um, later this year and optimising and updating our feasibility study as we present the project later this year um, to finance markets um, to, to build and become Australia's next lithium producer. And from an investment perspective, uh, current enterprise of around $40 million um, with, um, with about 7.5 million cash uh, that we've just raised uh, puts us in an excellent position to, to deliver this project um, 
as the uh, the world of the market recovers um, post COVID. The key advantages that the Finnis Lithium project has um, compared to to its peers is that we are developing one of Australia's most capital efficient and low cost lithium projects, and that reflects two two key components there. One is that the project is located within 25 kilometres away from Australia's closest port to Asia and, and markets in, in Asia. So, um, so that uh, that feeds into to, you know, much lower transport costs and efficiencies in, in construction and, and operation. Um, but also that we can produce a very high quality lithium concentrate and very good recoveries using simple gravity DMS processing. So we don't need to, to, to use flotation to produce a high quality sellable lithium product for, for lithium batteries. Uh, and that decreases the capex of the project by about two thirds from our, from our peers. And that's certainly been a, uh, as well as the, the, um, the finance cost and the finance risk and operating cost that goes with flotation. And that's certainly been a, a burden um, uh, if other lithium, new lithium producers in Australia is um, dealing with the, the, the high capital cost and the high financing cost of that flotation plant. So simple, we, we have simple gravity separation, simple DMS processing to produce a high quality concentrate. And so that enables us to have a very modest capex and a very competitive operating cost for the project. The outlook for the uh, lithium battery market and lithium sector is very strong in the, in the medium and, and, and longer term. And um, you know, there are a number of contributing factors to that. Uh, in some ways, you know, COVID has been a disruptor uh, globally, um, but if you only need to look at the EU, and only in the last week they've announced a $570 million, billion dollar, sorry, um, a green stimulus plan that's, that's really based about global growth recovering um, and reducing emissions and the obvious reduction of emissions from, from you know, the global car fleet is that movement to, to electric vehicles. Um, and that's, you, know, you see that reflected in, in Tesla's share prices, you know, the highest valued car manufacturer in the world, um, and all the deals and government announcements between some of the, the world's largest organisations as, as the world will move towards electric vehicles. And price parity, so the, 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 the cost, if you like, of, of a new electric vehicle and a standard combustion engine car being reached, that parity being reached probably in the next 24 months. And that will lead to a significant shortfall in lithium demand and an increase in, in price. And core is ideally placed uh, to, be, to, to, uh, to get into production during that window. As we've seen, the, uh, the demand and the growth of um, EVs and global markets diversify. Um, Core has expanded its customers to, to now include its first European offtake with Swiss-based Transamine. We signed that deal in May this year. Um, and we've agreed to supply Transamine with uh, 50,000 tonnes per annum of uh, spodumene concentrate over a five-year period. 
um, that's, a, that's currently an MOU and, and we're working out binding agreements with, with Transamane currently. And um, it also includes an additional option for project finance uh, with, with Transamane. The, that is in addition to uh, a binding offtake and investment um, with, uh, with our foundation customer, uh, one of Charters, China's largest lithium converters, a group called Zichuan Yapa, uh, who've currently got 40,000 tonnes of LCE um, production capacity in China and, and investing further in, in additional conversion capacity. And we have a binding offtake deal with Yapa or 75,000 tonnes of, uh, of concentrate, which is about 40% production um, with, with, with them. Um, I'm, I'm happy to say, and in contrast in some ways to some of the dynamics in the market at the moment, um, yeah, we have significant interest in the offtake for our high quality lithium product, um, which, which exceeds the, 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 our ability to, to meet our current production planned production capacity. Um, so we're significantly looking at whether um, there's an opportunity to increase our production capacity to meet that increasing demand that we're seeing. Uh, over, over the first last few months, we've uh, announced some significant uh, uh, upgrades to the project, um, which include increasing the, the resources by over 50%, and, and in particularly the, the high confidence level measured indicated by, by 150%. So that's fed into also then an increase in resources, um, but also significant increase in the mine life and the reserves of the project. So we've increased the reserves by uh, over 150% and doubled the light, mine life of the project um, in, our, in our update to, to market last month. Um, so the, the project now is based around developing our, our approved grants project um, as an open pit mine, and then uh, and then proceeding um, to tackle some of the other, you know, quite high grade ore bodies uh, underground uh, adjacent to the grants open pit um, project, and that opens up significant optionality uh, for the company with a, an expanded resource and mine life, um, um, and you know, if we include additional resources closer to a ten year mine life for the project. Uh, optionality to bring in um, a bunch of other value adds um, to the project um, as we sort of bring the, the, the pieces of the jigsaw together and, up, and look to update the feasibility of the project um, later this year. Um, to talk about the, the metrics of the project um, in US dollar terms, we, uh, we're looking to build a, the, the project for, for roughly about $45 million US, uh, depending on the exchange rate, uh, and that low capex enables us to generate high revenues of around $110 million per annum by producing 175,000 tonnes per annum of, of high quality lithium concentrate. If we convert that to Australian dollars, that's, that's revenues of around $160 million per annum revenue, uh, and currently our market cap is around $40 million Aussie. So there's a significant equity upside opportunity uh, for shareholders as, as the company uh, delivers the project and, and, and the market values the project on future cash flows.
We've significantly de-risked the project over the last um, over the last few months, which include a completion of, of a two and a half year approvals process with the Northern Territory government, um, which, which included all of the you know, high quality um, you know, scientific, environmental engineering, um, and community engagement that would be required to to deliver a project in a high quality jurisdiction uh, like the Northern Territory. Um, and we have some significant feasibility update objectives that we're working on right now. Um, we can, you know, we've ticked off a number of these uh, over the last few months. Um, you know, the ore reserves have significantly increased. The project mine life now is between seven and ten years. It's, uh, we've got this integrated open pit and underground mining um, scenario delivering a high quality and we expect to be able to deliver at, at that, that um, without materially changing the, the, the capital costs delivering a project um, with a very competitive operating cost. From a corporate perspective, um, um, our market cap is, uh, is uh, around 45 million US. Uh, we've got seven million dollars, sorry, Australian, and we've got seven million cash, uh, which we just raised at the end of June. So we'll, we're in a well-financed position uh, to deliver uh, the next milestones for the project and to deliver the project as being construction ready. So we're well financed uh, with a finance that we completed only in the last few weeks. Uh, and from a board and a management team, um, it's a well credentialed board and, and a management team with, with significant experience and successes in designing, delivering, building and operating uh, mining projects uh, around Australia with specific skills uh, relevant to, to the lithium sector in, in marketing and metallurgy. I think this, uh, this um, Google image here in this slide uh, summarises well the key location advantages and logistics advantages that Core's Finnis Lithium project has near Darwin. The project is within an hour's drive of, of Darwin Airport, uh, 45 minutes within the, drive, within the suburbs of, of Darwin where we expect to to base our, our workforce. Um, you know, it's a 45-minute commute from, from the suburbs of Darwin out to the project. Uh, importantly, the Finnis Lithium project is connected by high-quality sealed roads, uh, licensed for quad road trains um, to, to Darwin Port, and, Australia, and Darwin Port is Australia's closest port to, to markets in Asia. So our cost to move material from mine to port is only $7 US a tonne. Uh, and the project has the best logistics chain connection to markets of any Australian lithium project. Um, as a result of its location, we don't need to build camps, airstrips, all roads. Um, all of that infrastructure is, is, is there already. So the project has an excellent location and uh, leverages its infrastructure advantages. Key to that is also the, um, to that infrastructure is access to Darwin Port um, and as such we, we have an agreement to, uh, to ship up to 250,000 tonnes per annum of, of spodumene concentrate out through Darwin Port. Um, the facilities at East Arm Wharf uh, are, are fit for purpose for cause uh, lithium concentrate export 
um, when it comes to, to bulk storage, bulk covered storage, uh, bulk loading facilities, uh, and the, the size and scale of vessels that regularly move in and out of the port um, are fit for purpose. So um, those, that, that's a very strong advantage that the project has. And further to that, um, I, I touched on earlier in the presentation, we can produce a high quality concentrate without requiring flotation using simple dense media separation, so simple gravity separation. So that avoids the, the problems that other new Australian lithium projects have had who have, have required flotation and, and the cost burden so the capex cost, the large debt, and the large high finance cost that debt has had. Um, so our project avoids that using simple DMS gravity separation to produce a high quality lithium concentrate. Uh, we can reduce that high 6% lithium concentrate at, at high recoveries, high commercial recoveries. Um, and we produce a low iron pro product um, and, and low in other contaminants. So yeah, well regarded by customers along with having, it's a coarse product, so low moisture content and, and, and good handling properties for, for our customers. And uh, the resources to date for the project um, that we've announced today is, is really just the tip of the iceberg. Um, as you can see in this sort of triangle here, um, you know, there are hundreds of lithium-rich pegmatites uh, that have been mined for tin and tantalum for over 100 years. Um, Within our, within our tenements near Darwin. Uh, so the more drilling we do, the more resources and more reserves we will able to, to bring to the project um, to deliver a very long-term producing lithium facility um, out of the Northern Territory. So, so the, the, the resources and the, you know, the resource potential is not finite. Um, it will continue to grow as we, as we um, mature the project. And, um, and we expect that then to be reflected in the, um, the economics of the project. Um, very simply put, um, we increase the, the, the resources, we increase the, the mine life and the years of revenue of the project, producing in the order of 160 million Australian revenue uh, from a modest capex project with a very competitive operating cost. And currently as a with a market cap of around $45 million Aussie, uh, well cashed, uh, it's, it's a great equity upside opportunity. So in summary, uh, Core Lithium is, is well placed at the front of the line of, of global new lithium production. Uh, we've, we've, uh, over, over the last few months, we've uh, received regulatory approvals from, from the Northern Territory Government to, to construct and operate the first lithium project in the Territory. Uh, we've signed up and announced our first European offtake. Uh, there'll be more offtake to come. Um, significant increases in mineral resources and reserves and mine life uh, that we've announced and that, that will continue in the future. That will feed into an update feasibility study as we look to reach FID uh, later this year, subject to um, uh, finance, finance markets and lithium sector recovery. And uh, we're continuing uh, advancing discussions with additional offtake and finance partners um, to, to, as we move towards FID uh, with a construction-ready project uh, towards the end of this year. 
Thanks, Nick. I, I think that sort of covers the, the, the summary of the, of the project. Thank you very much, uh, Stephen. Very good. Uh, we'll get into some questions quickly. Um, two questions uh, relating to China from Chris and Warren. Um, just um, what do you think the uh, sovereign risk is uh, sort of, you know, given geopolitical events um, attached to China at the moment? And um, is uh, is China the only, uh, uh, well, just give a view on, on, I guess, the other markets in Asia that um, you're close to, obviously, given your location. Um, but, um, yeah, lithium market in Asia, what other markets are available and um, the geopolitical risk attached to China? Yeah, sure. So, yeah, traditionally, China has been um, sort of the, the, the largest significant um, yeah, converter of, of uh, lithium for, for lithium battery supply chain, and it, and, it's, and it still is currently. Um, and so, um, yeah, there's still a lot of lithium that's, that's currently being sort of sold and, and produced and sold into China in, in the current market. So that's that's a that's continuing, um, and that reflects our offtake with you know one of China's largest lithium producers, Yahua, um, who we continue to uh, to communicate and have a good relationship with, and and stay aligned with. Um, in, in addition to that, um, you know. The, the global market for electric vehicles and lithium batteries is is growing substantially and and it is diversifying um, and therefore uh, we've um, we've um, signed our first European offtake with with Transamine to, to reflect that as the lithium battery supply chains uh, diversify as as the market grows globally hmm. right um Another question from uh, from Chris, just uh, asking about your uh, competitive positioning uh, against an actual competitor. I won't ask you to comment on on the competitor, but maybe give us your um, your view on what advantages uh, Core Lithium has over um, over the others in the industry. Well, key key advantages that that Core has over new Australian lithium producers is that we can produce a high quality lithium concentrate through simple DMS processing. Um, so that avoids two-thirds of the, of the capex associated with, with flotation and particularly the, the high cost of capital and the high, high, um, high debt burden uh, that, that those new producers are dealing with um, because of the, the, the requirement for flotation. Um, yep. The other one is, is, the, you know, is the natural advantage that the project has in its location. So. Um, you know, the, the the mine and the processing facility is uh, 25 kilometres away in a straight line from from uh, Darwin Port, which is Australia's closest port to market in Asia. So, you know, the project inherently has uh, as natural advantages um, as it appears. Yeah, you you mentioned um, de-risking the project uh, during the presentation. Um, sorry, Leon Leon was asking. Um, you mentioned de-risking of the of the project during your presentation. So, so which uh, which risks uh, do you feel are de-risked now, and um, what, uh, what what other risks remain? Sure. So, really, a significant de-risking of the project was the approvals uh, from the Northern Territory government uh, that we received in April for construction and for operation of the project. Um, we've, we've further de-risked that through uh, an extension to seven years to cover seven years of operation that we announced um, 
uh, earlier this month with the Northern Territory Government um, on offtake uh, and sales. Um, you know, we, we, we've, um, we, we're, we've added and diversified our customer base, um, you know, both to high quality customers in China and now into Europe, and we'll continue to add additional offtake and um, and project finance uh, along with that offtake with some significant uh, downstream lithium battery partners. Um, and our aim is that we will be um, uh, to deliver an updated feasibility study as we as we deliver a construction ready project um, alongside that that additional offtake uh, and finance um, uh, later this year, subject to uh, to finance markets. Yep. Very, very good. Um, perhaps just a, a final question from Adrian. Um, have you sort of adjusted the business plan uh, and outlook at all given uh, given COVID? I know you went over this um, a little bit earlier, but um, perhaps just uh, just a summary uh, on on that front. Uh, looking forward to, from you. Yeah, our our, obje our objectives uh, remain the same, uh, and we have achieved. Uh, some significant milestones, um, particularly over the last quarter, in the context of a, of a COVID environment um, yeah, that, that everyone's been dealing with. Um, we expect, um, and we've seen that that um, that COVID has you know, delayed sales of, of EVs uh, for a period of, of you know, three to six months uh, as a result of lockdown. Um, but all the analysis that I've seen is that's actually pent up demand. So that will then lead into uh, accelerated demand for, 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 for car sales. But particularly, it's a pivot point. So COVID is a pivot point by which the globe, which, which globe and governments around the globe are looking to, to pivot towards um, you know, low emission growth uh, and that you know, front and centre of, of that is is a move from of the world to, towards electric vehicles. Yeah, look, it's uh, a big, big uh, macro trend. I think that's going to play out uh, hopefully over over many, many decades uh, to come. Um, but a lot of a uh, lot of folks and attention in that space right now. Thanks very much uh, for your time today, uh, Stephen. Um, perhaps just a last word. Anything uh, you uh, want to wrap up with? Yeah, terrific, Nick. Thanks. Thanks for the opportunity to, to, to share the opportunity. Um, your core re represents a, a high-quality lithium project, um, you know, leverage to, to lithium price as as, as the world um, recovers post-COVID. And 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 as I said, you only need to, to look at, at Tesla's share price to see where the world is headed on uh, on cars in the future.